Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post in our Concord, North Carolina studios, from our Lethal Chassis studios in Mifflintown, Pennsylvania, it's Ashley Strummy. Hello, Ashley, how are you? Steve, I am tired. Oh, <laughs> it was I... a great weekend. Um, obviously, big race in here at the Speed Palace, and we stole a couple from Mother Nature this time, so it was, it was a good weekend. Good weekend for sure at Port Royal, and a really good weekend for Brian Brown. Um, maybe not the weekend, but a good start to the weekend for Brian Brown. He is... Brian. Uh, Brian's numbers are spectacular, but the thing that stands out to me is Brian's passion and passion for the sport. He gets it honestly. He's Danny Lasoski's nephew. He's a six-time Knoxville champion. But, Ashley, we've watched Brian win some big races, but not one of these uh, one of these crown jewel races. Uh, we can no longer say that because he won the Tuscarora 50. Uh, Brian's an amazing driver. That's a huge win for him. Absolutely. He even said it himself, right? He's been looking for that win at Port Royal for how long now? He's come out here so many times. Um, and so I know he understands what the Tuscarora 50 means to us Pennsylvanians, right? It is our Knoxville Nationals. And he respects that. Obviously, it's not his Knoxville Nationals, but I think it's pretty darn close. When when he's referring to it as a crown jewel, you know, it, it's, it's pretty important. So it was really cool. And hey, if you're going to win one night of that weekend, he picked the right night. Uh, what was it? $60,000 richer. Yes, indeed. So kudos to Brian Brown, a crown jewel winner with the Tuscarora 50. We're going to step away. When we come back, we're going to talk to James McFadden, J-Mac. He joins us here on Wing Nation. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline as we talked about in our opening segment. J-Mac, James McFadden joins us. Hello, James. How are you? Good, guys. It's, uh, it's good to be on your show. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. James, I saw a video of you. Someone, uh, someone recorded at the uh, Knoxville Nationals, and you came into the season with the goal of five wins. That would have been your mark that you were looking at. Congratulations. Six World of Outlaw wins, a win in the Sage Fruit Front Row Challenge. How is the season going? Is it is is it going as well as the numbers would say? Uh, I think uh, on paper the the numbers have been pretty good uh, win wise. Absolutely, um, you know there's could have would have should have. I let a couple slip through there. Um, it should have been you know a couple more, but uh, definitely a roller coaster ride at the moment. Um, you know we're either highest of highs or or lowest of lows. So we're 
we're uh, we're struggling a little bit of consistency there, and um, you know that's that's part of sprint car racing, I guess, and, and racing in general. But um, outside of that, I you know I've been happy with with the results we've had. Um, you know my my team's been fun to work with, and you know that's the aim of the game at, at most of these times is to win and have fun, and and we've been doing that so far. James, we talk about the the grind always, and you're talking about the highs and the lows. This past weekend, obviously, Port Royal Speedway, you experienced both of those on the podium one night to not even starting the A main the second night. Talk about that, especially when we're this far into the season. Mentally, how do you how do you handle a weekend like that when you go from one end of the spectrum to the other? Especially when you nearly take your teammate out too, that makes it even even worse, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I just completely messed up. It was a it was a terrible judgment call. I thought he was going to slide up the racetrack, and and I just drove straight in the back of him. So, um, you know, I I've been racing sprint cars a long time now, and uh, you know, you just got to put the past behind you and and look moving forward. I think if you dwell on the past, you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> Absolutely, especially with this game, because you know, as you've said, we've we've won seven races this year, but we've raced eighty times or seventy times, so. The winner, the winner, not win ratio isn't isn't quite equal. So uh, you just got to move on. Um, you know, I I know that I haven't forgot how to drive over one night, and I know my guys haven't forgot how to set up a race car or build a race car. So you just got to work as hard as you can and and get to the next one like you're confident you're going to win the race. So that's that's the plan. One of the elements of your team this year, which is different than most other teams are dealing with, is you guys are using the Toyota engines. And James, you're an engine builder. That's what you did in Australia before you came to, as you were a driver and as you came to America, you were an engine builder. What's it been like to be on the ground floor working on some of the development of a new engine with the with the Toyota group? Yeah, obviously, great, great um, company to be a part of. Um, everything they do, they're successful at um, in the motorsport industry and, and car industry as, as well. You know, they, they build an awesome road car, let alone a, an engine. So great to be a, a part of that. Um, obviously, teething issues, um, which everyone's going to have when you're developing a, a brand new engine. And uh, they were tough, honestly, at the start of the year. It was, was I'm not going to sit here and say it's been all roses and, and been great. It's uh, it's definitely been a tough process. And just learning the, the different parts of the engine and, and how it drives compared to a, a Chev, because that's, you know, as a sprint car driver, that's all you've ever ever driven your whole life. So, you know, even little things like the, the noise that it makes or the, the vibration, the harmonics of the engine, the way it feels, you know, in your butt through the seat is completely different. and finding things that it likes and doesn't like and it's and you know you can go to engine dynos and, and do all the testing in the world and it could be the best can engine on the on the dyno and get it to the racetrack and it's going to be a completely different thing so just learning those those little idiosyncrasies i guess of of the engine has been fun tough while you're still you know trying to earn a living and and compete against the toughest race car drivers in the world is is brutal it's not like we can just go and test and we don't have time to do all of that stuff. So it's, you know, our, our tr- racing is testing, um, you know, trying to figure out different headers, situations and stuff like that. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been tough, uh, but have enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed being a part of the, the program. And um, like you said, the engine building background, I think, has helped me a little bit um, with understanding things to change uh, or things to try maybe. And it's, it is different to a Chev, definitely, with what it likes and doesn't like. And, um, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting and fun, fun 
exercise for sure. All right, so you have got the gears turning with everything that you just said. So how much have you, I mean, what a year that you're talking about, all the things that change with the motor and the difference to the Chevy. You throw the tires into this. It's been a heck of a learning curve for you then as well because everything's just different for you. So how much have you as a driver had to adjust to find that new balance that you need? Yeah, and uh, we changed the crew chief as well for the start of the year. You know, we I think the year with Brent, um, we did four or five races. So getting to know each other as well has been tough. But um, yeah, just I think the tire threw a really, really big, a big curveball at us. You know, we sort of had a program that was going pretty good. We won Evolution and I felt like we were decent. Uh, and then we, we threw the tire in there and I didn't know if it was the engine wheel spinning, the tire was wheel spinning or the car was wheel spinning. And um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot to process, a lot to get, a, a, you know, a solid balance. Um, you know, you, you can quite easily turn around and blame an engine or you can quite easily turn around and, and blame the tire for the wheel spin or, or, you know, not feeling comfortable on the entry because my tires are spinning over here. But. Uh, you just got to give it what it wants at the end of the day. Um, that's a race car. If, if it wants to, if you think your wheel spin, you just got to stop it doing it. So um, it's been it's been tough. Um, definitely tougher, I think, than having maybe say a, a, just a Chev in there um, because you know you you know the basics of how to how they work and how to slow them down or change the way they drive or do anything. Where the Toyota for us has been a for me especially has been a. A whole new new program so you know brent worked with them for a long time with with kerry and you know had some good feedback of things that worked and didn't work and by then you've got me that's maybe a completely different driver the way i use my throttle that's going to change it too so yeah it's been tough um to learn everything uh but i think you know i think the toyota has proven that it's been a pretty solid motor especially come qualifying that's I don't know if it's been Brent or the, the Toyota that's really picked that side of things up for me, but um, I was a guy that was kind of clapping myself and thinking I did a good job when I timed 10th, but now, you know, we're, we're timing in the top, you know, four or five cars. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely think that the Toyota's been good and, and obviously Brent's been doing a good job too. So, yeah, tough tough on me to, to know, you know, it's it's hard. You, and, um, you kind of get to a point you like man I, I know what i need but i just can't get it and and then the tire change and the engine change you just it's been a, a long process to to figure out which one was which so and yet we sit here with those seven wins so uh pretty good uh pretty good uh coming along as well uh james hang in there with us everyone else stick around we have more with james mcfadden in just a moment perfection isn't easily achieved it takes hard work dedication and perseverance through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We are on the Sage Fruit Hotline talking to James McFadden, J-Mac joining us here. And James, we talked a lot in the first segment about racing, and we'll likely get back to talking some more racing as well here before we get done. But your life off from the racetrack, you use the hashtag every once in a while, bus life out there with your partner Zoe and your son Maverick. How is 
bus life for an Australian guy wheeling a bus around America? Uh, it's overrated, to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How so? no, I, think, I think every Sunday, every Sunday, I look at my GPS and go, mm, another five hours, another six hours. That, that just seems to be all we do on a Sunday is, is drive. But no, I love it, mate. Um, you know, obviously the, the motorhome life is, is tough with a two and a half year old. You're, you're stuck on top of each other a lot of the time. But, you know, I got, I've got to uh, spend two and a half years with my boy watching him grow every every day uh in a motorhome and not a lot of dads can do that or, or parents can say that you know they spend that much time with their kids sometimes i wish it was a lot less time it'd be <laughs> it'd be a lot nicer but uh you know it's it's tough it's tough on us um but it's you know i think uh 30 000 miles this year in the bus or upwards of that and um working on it and servicing it and servicing the generators and fixing the slide outs and stopping the leaks is uh is a part of the uh the story that we're going to have when we're older and um yeah I've, I've really enjoyed it it's for me it was wild um you know i you never drove a truck or had a cdl license or anything and next minute i'm driving a 45 foot motor home with a dodge ram time behind it in the middle of america like let's go let's have a crack at this <laughs> the american dream i love it <laughs> yeah we we try to we try to you know we try to do it a little different than than most people we we visit a lot of places and treat the weeks off as a as a bit of a vacation you know we will and get to as many cool spots as we can and camp out and you know, go to leave the bus for a couple of days and get a hotel in a city or, or tr- try and see America while we're there. So, uh, yeah, we kind of get the both, best of both worlds. So uh, before we jumped on uh, to, to our viewers here, we actually got to chat with Maverick really quickly. Um, what's it been like for him? Does he, is he starting to grasp what dad does? I know he's only two years old, but I'm sure he loves scraping mud, playing in the dirt and all the things. But does he understand what dad actually does? Yeah, I think so. Uh, in the last couple couple weeks to a month, I think he's really figured it out. Um, you know, the other day I said, hey, buddy, we're driving. And he'd come down the bus. So as I was driving, he goes, we going to Knoxville, Dad? I'm like, oh, no, this is not not this time of the year. But he, he sort of knows, you know, he's picking it up. He, he races his car around. He'll line them up. He'll get the grader out and grade the track, as he says, and, and get the water trucks and push trucks and you know and he gets to hang out with my guys a lot and and they're great with him he you know he gets a 916 wrench and they show him where it goes so yeah he definitely has got it figured out he told me the other day he wants to race go-karts and i'm i was hoping he was going to pick up a golf club but uh it doesn't look like it's going that way for sure oh my god hang on here you go it's only the fun has only began uh that is for sure you talk about going to cool places uh, even getting a hotel in cities what are are, are there is there something that stands out that, that that the three of you have done a different place that really stands out that 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 kind of jumped off the map was better than you thought or is there is there something that stands out in your tour I think we you make the most of every sure. every situation or place you're in. You know, we we really enjoy going up to the New York wine region there and and hanging out at the Finger Lakes. Um, there's some pretty cool RV spots up there. And to me, Skagit is is the best, the coolest time. Where's where's Sage Fruits from? Obviously, big supporter of you guys. Um, I love it up there. I love you know I love the food. I love the weather. I love the the, the outlook of you know where that that spot is um up there and i enjoy enjoy the coffee for one is is like home so i i miss i miss that part of it but yeah i like i like it up there but yeah i I wouldn't say there's been a favorite um of mine i just 
you know, we, we try and make the most of every spot. This year we didn't get to do it, but over the last couple of years on the way back from California, we stop at um, Needles up in, uh, I'm not even sure where that is, Needles, a couple of hours out of out of California and we get an RV spot there and, and swim in the Colorado River and sort of it's the last summer summer thing until, until we get back to Australia. So we, we try and make the most of, of everywhere we go and um, yeah, like I said, there's not a favourite. Well, James, we've talked about you a lot this season because of your wins, but more so your signature victory lane situation, the shoey where you put a beer in your race shoe and you drink it. And we've broke it down in every scenario there is possible. But what I want to know is after a shoey, do you launder your shoes? Do you get a new pair of shoes? Do they get worn again and you do another shoey out of them? I just need to know what happens after a shoey. The the more disgusting one of all of that situation is the one we do. Um, so my problem is I, I actually gave one away. So this is probably more even more disgusting. But when we won one at Husets, uh, lady, I think she'd had a couple couple froffies there up in the hill. She come down and said, "I want to do a shoey out of your boot," and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's disgusting." But here, here's your boot. So. The trick is you, you tip it in there and you don't let it soak. Otherwise, you probably get a bit of... Anyway, she ended up doing a shoey out of the boot that I won the race with and she kind of let the beer soak in there a little longer than what I would have done it. And and she drank it and smashed about half the beer in my shoes. So I thought, well, you can have the shoe. That That's something that you can, uh, you can keep. And uh, <laughs> so I gave her the shoe, but now I've only got one pair of race boots. So... Um, yeah, we've kind of <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not winning as many races. I don't really want to taste <laughs> to taste thirty nights on my shoe. <laughs> oh God, I, I get you doing your shoey, but yeah, someone doing someone else's. No, I'm not someone else's shoey. That's a little bit much, James. We are right up against the break, but we're wrapping up the 2023 season here in North America. Real quick, do you plan on going back to Australia during the uh, during the summertime over there? Do you plan on racing a little bit down under? Yeah, we plan on going back uh, just after World Finals, after we get the bus sort of cleaned up and <laughs> winterized and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, fly back. And for me, it's more of a vacation at home. I, I get to race six to 10, 12 races, maybe. Um, sort of my decision on where we race and what we do. It's, it's actually a really fun group of people that we, we race with at home in Hodges Motorsport. And um, I have some involvement in, in the owning part of it and, and uh, the team and um, sort of get to do my own thing, which is fun, you know. So we're doing that. Um, last year was the first time I hadn't raced Boxing Day for, which I don't know if you guys know Boxing Day, is the day after Christmas. So um, it's the first time I hadn't raced that in, in 15 years. So it was, it was weird to be sitting on a beach drinking a beer while people were in 110 degrees racing in uh, Murray Bridge. It was nice, actually, to be honest with you. So. It's going to be fun. Um, home's always great. Miss home, we don't get to hang out with our grandparents and my parents and, and Zoe's parents and cousins and Mav's got, you know, three or four baby cousins about the same age as him. So it's it's fun to get home and um, vacation. We Like I said, we don't see them at all through the year and our friends and family. So, um, yeah, it's nice to, to get home and racing's sort of on the back burner. Obviously, when you put your helmet on, you try and go fast as you can but um you know everything till that point is is sort of just yeah it's just family and and having a good time while we're there so i'm excited for it it's it's at this time of the year i look forward to going home for sure 
Sounds like a wonderful, wonderful time. James, congratulations on a solid season with you guys with those wins. I wish you the best throughout the balance of the year on into the holiday season, if you will. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is. James McFadden drives that Roth Motorsports number 83. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Stremme and Steve Post here hanging out and always fun to talk to James McFadden. Um, I ain't doing a shoey from anybody else. That's for sure. I ain't doing a shoey from me, but I'm glad James does them. I think that's a cool, cool signature move. I couldn't agree more. I wish we could have had Maverick on. He was so cute. Just a good kid. Uh, awesome. And James is just so great to talk to. So uh, always fun catching up with him. Okay. So Ashley, what in the wide world of sports is going on in Pennsylvania? We go up there, the world of outlaws versus the Pennsylvania posse. It's the posse. It's the outlaws. You got to be one or the other. Dogs are sleeping with cats up there now because the all-stars said, hold my beer and the All-Stars won both nights of the World of Outlaws up there. What is going on, Ashley, up in Pennsylvania? I'm going to tell you what's going on, Steve. It was almost the Knoxville Nationals, right? You have the All-Stars. You have the World of Outlaws. You've got the Pennsylvania Totsie. And you've got the Outsiders, whatever you want to call them, the Rico Abrus of the world, right? Um, it was a big weekend with a studded car field. It was incredible. Um, Tyler Courtney bringing the sunshine the first night. Um, his second career World of Outlaws win. But Steve, Saturday night, it took it to a whole another level with a guy like Zeb. Zeb Wise, we had him on the show a few weeks ago, and he just is a he is a breath of fresh air in this sport. Young, talented driver, got his career first World of Outlaw when he backs up that All-Star Championship. And I agree with you, Zeb Wise just personifies everything that's good in sprint car racing. And for him to get that World of Outlaw win at Port Royal had to be a big moment up there for Zeb and that team. No doubt about it. I, they, you know, they were kind of busting on him. He had never had a top five with the World of Outlaws, right. and then to pick it up, you know, a win, and none other than the Speed Palace. It was, it was really cool to see him and how much it really meant to him, not only to win a World of Outlaw race, but to do it at Port Royal Speedway. Just a huge deal for them, and you know, just an incredible environment to Sunshine. It's just a huge, huge moment in his career, I'm sure. Big, big weekend that is for sure. Big weekend continues in Pennsylvania. Of course, Port Royal's running on Friday night. You've got the you got the Mud Turtles, the Big Block Modifieds, in there this weekend. But on Saturday night, the fabulous Lincoln Speedway takes center stage. The twenty thousand dollar to win the twentieth annual Weldon Sterner Memorial. Ashley, I've been, I've gotten the habit now of who are these people we're memorializing? Weldon Sterner, pretty big, uh, pretty big part of Lincoln Speedway for a few years. Yes, he was. From 89 to 93, he was actually a co-owner of Lincoln Speedway. And then in 1988, he was inducted into the York County Racing Club Hall of Fame. So a very familiar name at the Lincoln Speedway. That is awesome. Really, truly cool. World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars at 81 Speedway in Kansas and Lakeside Speedway, where 
James McFadden started this run. He got that win last year, and that kind of triggered all the success he's having this year. Lernerville has the Steel City Stampede and Ashley Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association. They're in Washington, West Virginia. It's their season finale. And Danny Smith is the point leader going into the season finale. Does life get any better than this? Unreal. Not for Danny. Not, not <laughs> that for, oh my gosh. paint scheme. You got to love it for Danny. No doubt about it. Love it for Danny. Love it for everybody. We appreciate James McFadden joining us here on the program. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here this time. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.